Welcome to Day Zero Update for October 18th, 2020. I'm your host, Chris Logie. I'm Brandon Perkins. And I'm Janra Victorio. And yeah, we've got a lot of stuff here this week. Yeah. Uh, the consoles are another week closer. And yep. uh, we've got uh, quite a bit of news as games are starting to uh, file in for the launch and getting Trickle ready for... Out. Trickle out uh, very slowly, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, the picture of like what these consoles are going to be at launch... Mm-hmm. is getting more clear. Uh, and alongside that, we got some other stuff here. Uh, Sega's doing some kind of cool stuff, and there's one nasty underside to one of the things they're doing. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of our, probably one of our most anticipated games for the fall that we were expecting is delayed. Uh, may yep. not be the one that you most expect, but if you know our history. It, yeah, and our history with the guy who created it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And, uh, yeah, that's uh, kind of uh, a quick summary of what's going on here. Uh, I think for this episode, you'll notice that the intro music is a little bit different. Uh, we got something uh, a little bit new, kind of neat uh, here going on. Mm-hmm. I was looking through some of the music I had and found one that uh, particularly struck a note for me. So I might put a couple of them in, just try them out, see how it goes uh, before we nail one in as the official intro, but uh, this one's the first one I found. Yep. Uh, and it kind of reminds me of Shovel Knight music. Uh, yeah. Which is especially good soundtrack. Uh, one of the best, probably the last like five to ten years. Mm-hmm. Uh, but let's get to what we've been playing because there's a lot uh, for me. I've uh, been playing a lot of uh, smaller games here. Uh, Hades. I streamed that on yep. Thursday uh, playing the uh, the 1.0 build, like I say, put out another update since then, but mm-hmm. still, it's the the launch build, and that game just still is an amazing time. Uh, mm-hmm. It's really well done, kind of doing uh, Super Giants uh, spin on the roguelike uh, roguelite genre, uh, where they are, you know, you're trying to escape Hades. Yeah. Uh, in the run, I got to the second boss, which is a very fucked boss. Uh, mm-hmm. It's a Hydra, yeah. Uh, where you get uh, one head initially, and then occasionally he just like brings out. Oh, here's like five more uh, that are just constantly trying to get at you. Which I had a pretty good build with the spear that had like an extra distance boost to it, so I could sort mm-hmm. of do some good damage uh, without necessarily having to get close to the heads. But eventually, it just overwhelms you. Uh, so you, you were for the first time, you, you end up dying. Uh, that was my second time fighting it, but it was uh, the first I got. I got it probably about halfway down in health, which just got gotcha. bogged down on the the extra heads. Yeah, uh, when I got to the point, like, I was pretty lucky. I, I I had the bow and arrow where if you uh, do the boost, you also get a, a multiplier with your bow and arrow. So I was able to get that down to. Uh, I beat it on my first try, but after that, things got hellish. So. Yeah, like the the heat seeker shots it does. Uh, we're a big killer there. Mm-hmm. Uh, kind of have to take what I could get, get through the first round of heads, but the second round just, and here's an extra one, and guess what? These guys are even more dicks uh, to it, which it'll take me a few times to get the get that done, but uh, I was able to get through Megara's uh, fight pretty easily, mm-hmm. uh, especially getting some good uh, bonuses for, what was it, the sword, I think, where I was just, Leaving behind these uh, 
She's like spinning things that she would just dash mm-hmm. through, just kind of setting her up for uh, some of her attacks. Uh, just trying to keep out of the way when she starts uh, doing some of those area of attack or area of effect attacks. Yeah, uh, that she does. Which I had a boost. It was like every time I dashed, I get a boost of speed out of it. So I was like, oh, this yeah. made, it, made it nicer. So, uh, but always fun when you get back to the back to the base. And you can oh, kind of yeah. just talk to the, some of the characters, and they do things like, oh, including sometimes... all the uh, including all the bosses you had just killed. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, there, hey, she's like, nice to see you again, Dick. Yeah, yeah. She's always very sore that you managed to get past her. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, and there's just there's a lot of good characters in that uh, area, especially the was named Dusa, mm-hmm. uh, the the one of the helpers. that's just a Medusa head. Uh, yep. But that very clearly has like a crush on you. Yeah. Uh, as, as you talk to her, she just disappears. Yeah. So if you're trying to give her uh, some nectar, you got to do it first before talking to her. Mm. Uh, and yeah, talking to him gives you more lore out of those characters. You can learn more about them, all that kind of stuff. The same kind of stuff that they do with uh, with most and most of the games, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's a uh, that's a fun time. I'm going to keep putting some time into that. Uh, also played Noita, which also went 1.0. Uh, this past week. So that one is also out there. And that game is just a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, especially as a kind of just uh, a game where you just want to fuck with shit. Uh, it's a lot of elemental stuff. Uh, the first uh, stage is kind of all uh, mines. So you got some mm-hmm. wooden planks around that are just like support structures and uh, stuff like that. So you can kind of, if you have fire attacks for your wands. You can just burn that and just watch it burn. It looks yep. really nice. Uh, a lot of uh, uh, parts where it's just like, oh, here's this weird structure that just has oil in it. Oh, I'm going to find a way to set that on fire because it'll look real nice. Mm-hmm. Uh, especially if you can get enemies to deal with that. Uh, they did add some new things to that where your two opening wands are now uh, different. They can randomize mm-hmm. what they have. So my first time jumping into it, it had a... a the D, the default one had just kind of a bouncing modifier to it, so the shots just yeah. kept bouncing around, uh, which was nice. Uh, the second one was just uh, before it was just a bomb one that could drop like I think five total, so you kind of wanted to hoard it uh, just to keep mm-hmm. it safe. Use it when you really needed to blow some shit up. Uh, but this time, yeah. when my first run, I think it was like dynamite I had, so it was like a little bit smaller. But the second time, it just created like a quick little rainstorm. Which is good when you get like covered in poison or fire or something like that. You could just create some water real quick, uh, that kind of stuff. So that adds a little bit more variety to the initial action, whereas before it kind of got a bit stale. Not really. I wouldn't say necessarily stale, but it kind of got samey, where you kind of just like, okay, I got you know the bomb and the regular wand, uh, and kind of knew like mm-hmm. what you could do, and so that kind of adds a little bit of spice to it. Yeah. Uh, they also added a streaming mode, so you can just put your uh, Twitch channel you're going to use, and uh, it'll prompt people in your chat uh, to start voting for ways to fuck with your game. <laughs> uh, I haven't streamed with it yet, but that is pretty fun. Though I turned it on, it's like, oh, this this will be fun to see, and it, it just started popping up stuff. So I think it was messing with uh, things even when nobody was voting. So I think it just picked one of the the choices by default. Which I saw a notification like, oh, a monster has a wand. I was like, what? Uh, that's the thing that happens. There are sometimes wands sitting around. 
uh, and creatures can pick them up, start using them. Uh, which then you have to be like, okay, I have to kill this fucker just to see the wand, but also to keep him from fucking things up. So, uh, yeah, that is a that is a very fun. I managed to get to the third area. Mm-hmm. Uh, and since it's 1.0 now, it has trophies, or not trophies, achievements on Steam. So I have uh, two for getting through the first two areas. Uh, the coal pits and the snowy depths, it seems to call them here. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's pretty good. I'm not sure what the whole list looks like or where they're at. I don't know. The, the Steam page is... Okay, there it is. Oh yeah, this one has just... Uh, it has four hidden ones and a victory one. So I think it's one for getting to each of the areas, through each of the areas, and one for winning. So it's not a very complex one, but that's kind of neat. Yeah, it seems like that's what it is. And the community, let's see, 13% of all players have won a game. Which is uh, surprising, because I've never gotten past the fourth area. Which is the underground jungle, which is just fucked, because there's plants that can just start attacking you. Oh, yeah. Uh, So that's, uh... That game's pretty fun. Pretty good just, like, watching the chaos happen to it. Uh, Also been playing more Genshin Impact. Uh... I'm at Adventure Rank 13 on that. Still working my way mm-hmm. through some of the story stuff, but I have like a few different uh, quest threads to go through, so I'm kind of just dipping around a bit, uh, yeah. seeing what's there. Uh, I do have enough characters for two full teams of four. Mm-hmm. One got to level 20, which I need to get to level 15 to start uh, ascending them so they can start leveling up some more. So I brought one of my uh, alternates up to the the main team to uh, join the action, which is a a water swordsman. I forget mm. what his name is, but uh, pretty good so far. Uh, definitely still enjoying the game a lot. Uh, kind of doing some more exploration. Yeah, mm. there's a there's a lot of cool stuff in that game. Uh, definitely look forward to putting some more time into it. And uh, yeah, continuing to play some more Time Spinner. I just got to the point where I can actually. Uh, transport between time periods now mm-hmm. which is uh making the uh is revealing some cool parts of the map where i was i uh, had traveled back about a thousand years in time and uh realized that these big water areas that i'd been going through were actually like the the first areas i started and when i got to the beginning of the game mm-hmm. uh it's like oh shit this is the exact same map uh Nothing really changed about it, but and I can teleport, which makes more sense. I was expecting it to happen at some point, but wasn't expecting it to happen at that point. Uh, which there were these like weird succubus, uh, succubuses, succubi uh, yeah. that showed up. Uh, we're talking about uh, being able to change the familiar, I guess I had. Yeah. Uh, which I really had the uh, second one on, and you just change it to the the default one. For story purposes, because I guess that's the the little dragon dudes, like your I forget what you called them, like a dream dragon, something like that. I forget, but uh, yeah, there's some some neat stuff going on, and the game's just fun. But I've been kind of fucking around enough where I'm I kind of don't care about taking damage now because I've leveled up a good bit, mm-hmm. uh, so I can kind of just fuck around a bit. Uh, and there's enough save points that I can refill my health without too much trouble. So that game continues to be pretty fun. Uh, also been playing more Rocket League. 
Uh, still in a death spiral in multiplayer, so I'm just dropping ranks <laughs> left and right. I cannot get out of this hellhole, uh, mm. which hasn't been fun, but it'll turn around. I knew I had to end at some point because I've been winning too much for the first few weeks. Mm. Uh, unfortunately, it's all all crumbling at once. So that's been uh, pretty much it. How about you, Brandon? Uh, well, I finished 13 Sentinels Aegis Rim. Uh, that game just ends absolutely perfectly. Um, and like they still managed to put in the twists and turns right up to the very end. So yeah, uh, absolutely 100% recommend that game to anyone who likes story based games. It's fantastic. But, uh, so since that's now uh, out of the way and my next major gaming thing isn't going to be until Cold Steel 4 comes out, which comes out on the 27th. Unfortunately, Dan Reb's already playing it, so I hate him and I want him to die. But yeah, uh, so for the, mo- for the uh, moment, I am going I have back no idea to- what you're talking about, by the way. <laughs> yeah. Surely he has nothing, no idea what he's talking about. You'll just check for his review, folks. <laughs> it's a coming. Uh, but, uh, yes, yeah, so since that, you know, I've got until the 27th, and that's uh, a little under a week, uh, I decided, you know what, I'm going to go back and uh, finish up Trails in the Sky second chapter, which I have not. Um, I actually had not played for a long-ass time now. Um, at least a good year and a half, um, if not longer. But I had basically stopped around Chapter 6, which was already, like, already uh, from the second half of the story. I just finished Chapter 7 before we started the show, and I am currently starting on Chapter 8. And I believe there's somewhere between 10 to 12 chapters total, So I'm getting inching closer and closer to the end of a second chapter. And man, that game, that game just absolutely manages to surprise me how good and how unbelievably dark it gets too. Um, Like as soon as like the, the Ouroboros stuff really kicks off, it suddenly, I mean, uh, don't get me wrong. The first game already had its pretty dark moments, but by this point in Trails in the Sky second chapter, it gets very dark. Um, especially when Renee gets involved, because suddenly you find out what her backstory is, and yeah, it's not pretty. It is not pretty. Also, she can basically kill your whole party in one hit, so fuck her. But yeah, that's uh, basically what I've been playing, so Dan Reb, what about you? Yeah, um, so again, a, a game I cannot talk about until next week, so looking forward to talking about that one, because it's... Uh, yeah, we it's all lot, are. <laughs> it's, a lot, it's a lot to unload. Um, a lot. Anyway, uh, also, a bunch of Animal Crossing. Um, on Saturdays, uh, I don't know if uh, how many people are familiar, but uh, K.K. Slider, the Dalmatian that sings, he, mm. performs, he performs on Saturdays. Oh, and, wow. You know, late, 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 lately with Animal Crossing, I just like do my dailies, and uh, you know, I, I, I still do. And yesterday, I decided to play it early because I wanted to play some other game. So mm-hmm. um, I, I totally forgot that he only gives you his um, his song recordings after six o'clock. And mm-hmm. um, I played it like twelve p.m. So I was like, "Cool, I'll, I'll play it again later." And then I didn't. 
Um, in the meantime, I'm also playing Hades, which you know Chris has also talked about. Um, I think I've been a little more lucky. I've died maybe around 15 times in this game, but I've also gotten pretty far. Like, uh, I think I've gotten to like the, the, the fifth boss. And yeah, it's, it's weird because, um, normally with, with these kind of, with these kinds of games, I really, I really prefer a sword and shield, but I'm having mm-hmm. most of my success in this game with the bow and arrow. Like I mentioned before, yeah. um, like one of the bonuses that I, I I'm used to getting is, um, uh, the bonus damage you get after you dodge and then shoot right away. Um, mm-hmm. Granted, the problem with the bow and arrow is that it doesn't uh, do that much damage, but the um, the fact that you're also uh, pretty much playing defensively from a uh, distance also helps you not get hit. And, you know, with a roguelike, mm-hmm. you never want to get hurt because once you die, it's over. Um, and I was listening to an interview that Greg Kasavin, uh, you know, a former, former GameSpot employee, like a, a lot of us mm-hmm. when we were GameSpot moderators, now he's with the Supergiant Games. And... Uh, one thing that I, I didn't realize is that um, when you look at Supergiant's um, portfolio, you know, with Bastion, Transistor, Pyre, um, yeah. in, and every one of those three games are very different. Like, yeah, um, mm-hmm. all of them are done from an, from an isometric uh, standpoint, but they, they all play and feel very different. Whereas mm-hmm. Hades, Hades is also sort of their, their, their 10th anniversary game, and mm-hmm. um, they decided to go the route to, you know, go ahead and take what really, really worked um, as far as like Bastion and Transistor and Pyre goes, and really put it in this one game, and, and it really shows because oh yeah, um, you know you you have the reactionary dialogue with um uh, with with Bastion, you have the the, the tight gameplay of um, Transistor, and then you have the um, reflexive stuff with Pyre, and it all just really works. And it's strange because I don't even like roguelike games, I don't even like dungeon crawlers, but all of Supergiant's games like <clears throat> really really speak to me, and Hades is really just a mile beyond the rest. Like I am totally oh, happy yeah. this game. This is definitely in my top five this year so far, as far as like uh, games that have been released and I haven't gotten to the end yet, but this is something that I'm really motivated to do. So we you know well, well, once I go ahead and uh, clear my uh, backlog of 2020 games, I want to play. I'll definitely want to get back into Hades once, you know, it's all said and done. Cause it, it, it's, it's really, yeah. it's really that much fun. Like I hope to get Greg over on the show one day to talk about it, but yeah, it's just a great game. Mm. Um, and that's pretty much it for me. Awesome. All right. So yeah, we got a, a bunch of stuff here to talk about. First thing is kind of a, a weird announcement out of Analog, uh, makers mm. of uh, high quality retro consoles. Yeah. Uh, where they started off with stuff like the Super Nintendo and Genesis consoles and the NES one. Mm-hmm. Uh, this time they're taking a trip over to the NEC oh. consoles with the Turbo Graphics 16 and PC Engine. Mm. What they're calling the analog duo. Uh, it'll be out next year, two hundred bucks. Huh. Uh, limited quanti- quantities on sale. Uh, but this thing uh, covers a lot of bases: uh, the Turbo Graphics mm. 16 PC Engine, Super Graphics, Turbo Graphics CD, PC Engine CD-ROM two or squared, uh, mm. uh, Super Arcade CD-ROM squared game. So uh, quite a bit of platforms. I don't know how many games that is specifically, but they both have a cartridge slot and CD-ROM drive uh, for that. Uh, and yeah, that's a a lot of different uh, discs and cards and such to play. Oh yeah, uh, with uh, and yeah, they're using a FPGA for their emulation purposes, uh, which is uh, a bit better than usual 
uh, software emulation. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, it's pretty neat. But they're kind of working on something like this. It's a bit more niche than mm-hmm. their previous works, but uh, it uses HDMI, so you can get 1080p out of it. Uh, let's see. They also announced a new add-on for the Analog Pocket. Mm-hmm. It's that sort of Game Boy-esque system that they're working on uh, to let you use uh, TurboGrafx-16, Super Graphics, and P- PC Engine game cards on yeah. the Analog Pocket as well. So you can take those games with you. Uh, right. Yeah, which is uh, that's gonna be out sometime next year for thirty bucks. Hmm. So you can kind of take those games with you. Uh, yeah, I like to get my hands on a pocket, but not for I assume the prices are for on eBay for those pre-orders. Yeah, that's uh, that, that that's thing a lot. sold out within minutes, I think, mm-hmm. and people are not happy about that. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, that is. Uh, as like one of the more interesting things getting announced here. Uh, just something that's kind of a bit bittersweet. Uh, Level 5 has pretty much shut down their North America operations. That's troubling. Yeah. Um, you see here, according to multiple sources familiar with the matter, Level 5 International America and the company's spinoff office, Level 5 Abbey, began winding mm-hmm. down operations in the middle of last year. Part of which included laying off the majority of both offices staff. The precise number of people it, un, uh, impacted in this is unknown, as is the number of people still working there. But uh, yeah. sources estimate around 10 people were laid off at Abbey in August of 2019, around the same number let go at International America. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's kind of uh, uh, suggesting that Level 5 is not necessarily in the, the best place they've been at. Yeah. Um, yeah, this sucks. I mean, like, I think the last big game they came out with was Nino Kuni 2, um, which, in my opinion, wasn't that great because, uh, um, as someone that really enjoyed Nino Kuni 1, I think one thing that it was missing was a lot of the animated stuff from Studio Ghibli, which, of course, yeah. uh, they were shuttered down and they're back up, but, you know, they're, they're only focused on Miyazaki's new movie and that's it. And uh, it, it, it's really unfortunate because, um, you know, aside from like Falcom and like the 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 occasional Square Enix release, Level Five is definitely one of the better JRPG developers out there. But the problem is they need a good publishing studio, and it's kind of surprising that you know neither Sony, Microsoft, or Nintendo have really stepped up to pick that company up. Because you know, from Nino Kuni to Professor Layton to you know Dark Cloud, there's a lot of good developers there. Oh yeah, yeah. It seems like a lot of their success of late has been around uh, Yokai Watch. Yeah. Uh, those games, which didn't really do too well here. No. North America was mostly in Japan because they also had like a physical collectible aspect of it uh, as well for the, for the watch, physical watch mm-hmm. you could have. Uh, and that stuff does, typically doesn't do too well here in North America. Uh, so I think that kind of catapulted them to the point where they could be their own publisher, at least mm-hmm. in Japan. Uh, but getting it out elsewhere has not been quite successful. Mm. Yeah, especially as they've kind of tried out the the Pokemon thing, having like multiple versions of the same game. Yeah, uh, out there that really didn't do too well. So I think they kind of need to maybe uh, rethink what they're doing and uh, not try to spread them out, spread themselves out too much. Yeah. 
Uh, personally, I think that game's still... Is Monolith actually owned by Nintendo? Yeah, I believe so. Yeah, they are. Monolith Soft is owned by Nintendo, yes. Gotcha. Yeah, I mean, the, re- the reason why I'm wondering is because, like I said, like they have a really good relationship with Nintendo. But Nintendo also isn't the kind of company that just buys other people. And Monolith Soft is like the rare difference there, so I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'm looking at like, what they've got in the works. Like their major mm-hmm. game for this year is uh, Yokai Watch Jam, Yokai yeah. Academy Y, which is on Switch and PS4. Uh, I think it's Japan only right now. They have a mobile game for Nino Kuni mm-hmm. called uh, Cross Worlds. Yeah, it's RPG developed by Netmarble, mm-hmm. a South Korean company, using Unreal Engine 4. Yeah. Uh, that's supposed to be out at some point. There was actually uh, a Nino Kuni movie on Netflix, and it was actually pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that thing was pretty nice. Uh, and for next year, they got an Inazuma 11 game. Yeah. Great Road of Heroes. That is on PS4, Switch, Android, iOS. Uh, so that could be interesting. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that's kind of it for them. There's like one called Megaton Musashi. Yeah. I don't really know what that one's about. It seems like they were hinting at it at TGS. Uh, which... Yeah. Looks like a big mech game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, seems like it. Uh, and something called Ushiro that's on Switch. Yeah, it seems yeah. like it was a formerly canceled game that they're potentially bringing back. Mm-hmm. Yeah, canceled PSP game. Mm. So yeah, kind of curious to see if they have have it in them for like a big flashy game. Yeah, they partners with like Sony or Nintendo for that. Mm-hmm. Uh, that could definitely be pretty cool, but yeah. Uh, we'll see how that goes for level five. Is there a, uh, aren't they one of the studios that kind of spawned off of Square Enix? Or that uh, something else? I, th- I think they might have. Uh, I think so. I think they were originally part of Enix. Yeah. Before the merger. I'm not entirely sure. Yeah. Okay. Akihiro Hino. Uh, departed from now defunct River Hill Soft, mm-hmm. uh, which made a murder mystery adventure games for PC Engine, the Famicom, mm-hmm. uh, DS, and iOS. Yeah. Also published Prince of Persia in North America, or in Japan, the North American version over to Japan. Mm-hmm. Some stuff like that. Oh, the Overblood games. Oh, yeah, that's right. He has a tie to the Overblood games. It was a weird... Uh, the games are published by EA over here. Yeah. Uh, 3D, like, horror games. Kind of clearly aping off of Resident Evil. Mm-hmm. But also very weird. Uh, you can watch yep. Game Informer's Super Replay of that. To see, like, some of the weird charm of that. Uh, yeah, that's an Akihiro Hino programmed game. Which is a weird, weird connection for them. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, Speaking of something that is uh, taking a little longer to happen than you want, uh, Axiom Verge 2 has been delayed to 2021. Yeah, unfortunately. Uh, Tom Hap posted on his site, uh, or axiomverge2.com. He upgraded to a new uh, URL there. Mm -hmm. Uh, Big blog, basically saying uh, the legacy of 2020 continues. 
Uh, according here, Hofstadler's Law, it always takes longer than you expect, even <laughs> when you take into account Hofstadler's Law. Uh, yeah, saying, predicting the future is hard, never more so than in 2020. By this time last year, I released the first and still to date only trailer for Axiom Verge 2, which ended boldly with the words coming in fall 2020 in all caps. Plus, despite doing everything I could to make good on my prediction, it will not come to pass. Apologize all to all of my Axiom, all of Axiom Verge's fans. Mm-hmm. Wait and learn more about this universe. Who don't want to bother reading the entire post? Plus, I'll go to making another prediction in is that it will be out in the first half of 2021. Mm-hmm. Hopefully sooner in that window than later. But I don't want to disappoint yeah. anyone, so I'll just leave it there. Uh, basically saying he based his prediction on the remaining features on the project list, how long those t- tasks took when he was making the first game. Uh, and yeah, the goes into detail here about you know why things are a bit more complicated for this than it was in the first game. Uh, the enemies are more sophisticated than the first game. Uh, saying uh, all the enemies followed a set path before. But here, some enemies can scan the environments, and if they detect you, they'll give you chase with like mm-hmm. a nice little gift there, kind of showing this off. Uh, next, as you play the original Action Verge, we'll recall one of its most distinctive features, the Address Disruptor tool. That's a tool that lets you glitch enemies in an environment. I don't want to spoil too much, but Axiom Verge 2 has something that ser- serves a similar function, but in a way that gives the player more control over the outcome. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that sounds like uh, a way of maybe manipulating things in specific ways. Yeah. Uh, which would be pretty cool. Yeah. I mean, in the first it, game, you just had to try it on like every enemy and see like what it did, if that was beneficial to you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, this, this doesn't really come off as surprising. I mean, considering how 2020 has already been. But this also isn't bad news either. I mean, if, if this game yeah. came out any time between now until the end of December, it would be overshadowed by all these other releases coming. Oh, so yeah. This is pretty much a blessing in disguise. But I will say this, you know, Tom's a friend of the show. He's a good dude. And he's doing all this shit by himself. So, Tom, yeah. if, if you want to take your time, take your time, man. You don't need to tell us why we get that this year sucks. Just, you know, keep making the badass game because... You know, Axiom Verge just might be the best Metroidvania of all time. Take your time, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And also, he ends this by saying, last uh, but not least, of course, is nothing's predictable these days. On that crisp, wintry morning that I released the trailer for Axiom Verge 2, I was able to do crazy things like talk to strangers up close. Mm-hmm. My hands weren't raw from washing them every time I touched something that had been in my house for the past 72 hours. My son was making friends as preschool and hadn't yet started crying in frustration how poor a substitute of computer screen is for human contact. Mm-hmm. Or for that matter, had any of us. So yeah, he says uh, uh, he's going to do his best to make sure it's worth the wait. So mm-hmm. I don't believe that, that is something he cannot do. So yeah, looking forward to seeing the outcome, and we'll have to try and get him on the show at some point here. Yeah, uh, probably around launch, hopefully. Mm-hmm. Or maybe sometime before then, we can just bug him. Ask yeah. Him about the <laughs> uh, ask him about these. Uh, so-called other platforms he could be releasing on. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, that's uh, a bit sad, but I think you'll have plenty of stuff to play until that comes out. So, Pretty much. Speaking of stuff to play, Sega oh, celebrating yes. their 60th anniversary, uh, especially with a big sale on Steam. Mm-hmm. Doing some cool things by releasing these like, weird little mashup games mm-hmm. of sorts. There's like one that is uh, called Endless Zone. 
as a mashup of their of Amplitude Studios Endless Universe games with uh, Fantasy Zone. Yep. So it's gonna be like a a shmup with like very uh, detailed graphics, three graphics to it. Mm-hmm. So uh, these all are being pulled down tomorrow, the nineteenth. So hopefully you're grabbing them. Uh, they getting added once a day. So I think today's the last game there. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the other one was Armor of Heroes. That is kind of a top-down multiplayer tank battle. Mm-hmm. That is uh, based off the Company Heroes games. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the, and the third one is Streets of Camarocho. Yeah, that one's merges, pretty obvious. <laughs> yeah, merges uh, the Yakuza games with Streets of Rage. Yep. I believe it even has a uh, leaderboards for it. Mm-hmm. So people can vie for the best score, which I think the f- the current top score I saw being quoted was like a uh, somebody who's like a speedrunner mm-hmm. type, so which makes sense. Yeah. Uh, and the fourth one is Golden Axed, uh, which is a uh, clever little rename for a game called Golden Axe Reborn, which was canceled uh, about a decade ago. Yep. Uh. And we'll just go right into this next story where one of the yep. devs on that kind of took a bit of offense for the way that the, the game was being framed as on the Steam's page. Uh, yeah. said, Golden Axe may be janky, maybe buggy, maybe an artifact of its time, but offers a unique glimpse into the prospect of a project that could have been. Mm-hmm. And a developer by the name of Tim Dawson, who worked at uh, Sega Studios Australia at the time, sort of did a little tweet uh, thread sort of going into uh, why he kind of took offense to that. Uh, Saying, let's see, woke up to the surprising news that Sega's releasing the Golden Axe prototype I coded in 2012 under crunch conditions. Mm -hmm. At least I'm not alone. This appears to be a surprise to everyone I know who actually worked on it. Mm -hmm. The project was my personal nexus nexus of nightmare hours, inept management, industry realizations, Mm -hmm. and heroics achieved with a small team under unreasonable conditions. Mm-hmm. So it's an odd feeling to see it surface eight years later without context, credits, and with the joke title sequence. Yep. And yeah, he kind of goes through it. Uh, a lot of things like, you know, trying to make a prototype in like a couple of weeks, mm-hmm. uh, which certainly is not an easy thing to do. Uh, especially when some of the examples he provides, like uh, getting it actually working, mm-hmm. uh, having... Uh, the higher-ups come up and uh, see the game, and then being, like, super not uh, uh, excited about it. Mm-hmm. Saying, uh, yeah, I showed the game, gray faces, there was a pause, where's the wow factor, someone asked. The lead designer mm-hmm. once again complained, it wasn't a God of War, like, 3D brawler, like he wanted. Someone said, maybe it had been better to, to have made a pre-rendered video where the barbarian fought a monster. Mm-hmm. experience a moment of clarity. Either they couldn't see what was in front of them or wanted me to feel bad because it's the only way they knew how to manage. I was the guy who makes prototype playable prototypes. I had over-delivered, and if they didn't want that, they had screwed up. Mm-hmm. I've been working 14-hour days, but I went home on time that day. You know. So, yeah. And basically, it ends it with Go Fuck Yourself Parasites. Mm-hmm. But uh, Sega responded... Uh, we're definitely uh, a bit more reticent to, uh, you know, celebrate, uh, you know, 
things and apologizing. Sega Europe reached out to former members of the Golden Axe Reborn dev team to produce this prototype of the game for Steam, which weirdly, like, he didn't know any of the people that were working on that, so that's causing a question, like, who were these people? Mm -hmm. Uh, We wanted to bring the work of the developers at the time to light and celebrate as part of our history, something we didn't get the chance to do this first time around. We certainly didn't mean to dredge up painful memories for Mr. Dawson and his former colleagues or appear disrespectful. We removed the line from the Steam copy that could have been taken as a slur on the development. I'd like to reassure everyone that it was intended as a comment on the build we had ported to PC, not the quality of the teamwork or the original work. Mm-hmm. We're hoping lots of fans play the prototype. And I appreciate the work he and his colleagues put into this into uh, this developing this prototype. Into mm-hmm. developing this prototype. So yeah, not a great way to treat things, but uh, it seems like it'll be okay in the end. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, a horror story in making this prototype that ended up not getting picked up. So yeah, but uh, now him and his friends are working at Android or worked on games like Android Cactus, uh, Salt Android Cactus, uh, which is a great shooter, a dual stick shooter that uh, people should check mm-hmm. out. Uh, but yeah, let's see. Okay. Uh, the PS4 got a big firmware update this week, uh, firmware mm-hmm. update 8.00, that uh, adds a bunch of things, changes some stuff. Uh, they added new avatars, an option to mute all mics from the quick menu, instead of having to find them uh, separately. Mm-hmm. They simplified and made the parental controls a bit more flexible. Uh, enabled two-step verification through Authenticator apps, which is a good thing to add. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, they updated the Remote Play app on mobile and PC, so it'll be ready for the PS5 launch. And uh, one of the other things here is updating the party and messages system. Good. Because uh, they'll be linked together now, and you'll see this in a later story we're going to talk about, about the PS5 uh, user interface. So they revealed that, and it kind of mm-hmm. ties into this update. Yep. Uh, both apps will now use the same groups of players for party voice chats and message exchanges instead of having different groups set up across two apps. So you can start a party chat or send a message to the group you previously chatted with across PS4 as well as PS5 when it launches. Mm-hmm. Uh, some people are not happy about it because you, can, you can't just easily create like a, a new party on your own and then start adding people to it. Mm-hmm. At least the way they've been used to. I don't know if it's impossible to do that. I don't really use the parties too much, so uh, yeah, that. Uh, but it seems like they're making some changes, and it'll be more clear when you see the PS5 stuff how that is affecting things. But now we're on the uh, PS5 and Xbox Series X news here. Yep, a uh, bunch of stuff here in uh, one of the bigger uh, games coming to, or uh, that's going to be available on these new systems. It's a game you may not expect, but it's Rock Band Four. Yeah, uh, big because of uh, footprints, because mm-hmm. uh, it has thousands of pieces of DLC. Oh, and, God, yes, and a lot of uh, physical instruments to attach to the system. Yeah, and they've announced that hey, everything is going to work on the PS5 and Xbox Series X and S and all that. Uh, yeah, they're not really making any changes to it, but yeah, they're saying you know. They've been testing a bunch of the old gear on the new systems, make sure everything works 
And yeah, it should all work. Uh, your e-kit and adapter stuff also works. So if you have all the specialty stuff for Xbox mm-hmm. uh, One that you needed to make those stuff work, uh, those uh, instruments work, that will work day one. Uh, DLC and saves also transfer over. Uh, yeah, so see, yeah, load times are better, uh, which is good because I've heard. Uh, I think Alex Navarro over at Giant Bomb talking about there was a good bit there on Xbox One where the game just took forever to load. Yep. I could just, there's just some weird thing happening, and he especially has a ton of DLC, so he's put more strain on, on it than the average player, but yeah, it was kind of becoming somewhat unplayable at times, mm-hmm. uh, which they put out an update to fix that stuff. Uh, you can play across generations on the same uh, family of consoles. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. Also, the uh, DualSense the, has a mic on it. You can use that as a mic for Rock Band 4, which is pretty cool. Mm-hmm. I hadn't really thought about that as like a, a thing for using in games like this. It's kind of a shame that uh, SingStar isn't really a thing anymore. So mm-hmm. It would be a good thing to work for it. But, uh, yeah, they also list all the instruments that they've tested you know, the Rock Band 4 stuff from Mac Cats and PDP, uh, the Rock Band 3, Fender Stratocaster, the Beatles, guitars, uh, the Rock Band 3 drums, RB2, Fender Stratocaster guitars, Ion Drum Rocker, RB3, Fender Stratocaster guitar, mm-hmm. RB3 drums, RB2 drums. Oh, these are all, some that require dongles, some that don't. Yeah, the, the Rock Band 4 stuff, at least the guitars, do not on PS4. Mm-hmm. I think it might be the same on Xbox as well. Yeah, so there's a there's a lot of stuff to worry about here. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, the, the shame is they're probably not going to be making any more instruments for the time being. And mm-hmm. those things are very expensive. Oh, yes, they are. From resellers. Mm-hmm. You're going to be ponying up, ponying up a couple hundred dollars at the absolute minimum. Yep. I'm curious to see the process for redownloading that stuff yeah. on the new console. Because I think I was doing the, the thing on PS4 and found out the, the max download queue was like 290-something. Mm-hmm. Uh, which is more than any normal person needs. Mm-hmm. But uh, when you got a game like that... Uh, where you can't just do the whole thing like, hey, s- just take all the DLC, download it. It just, it's just too much for it to handle. It's not designed for a ridiculous game like Rock Band 4, mm-hmm. uh, which isn't really a huge issue because it's, it's only one game. If you want the songs in there, you'll take the time to do it. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Oh, yeah. Uh, unfortunate news for Square Enix and Marvel fans. Marvel's Avengers was going to be out around launch for uh, with the upgrades that people were expecting. And uh, unfortunately, it no longer will be. It'll be mm-hmm. delayed until next year, yeah. 2021. Yeah. Means, uh, I don't have to worry about getting that game until maybe next year. Yeah. Uh, not good for Square Enix, to be honest, because that game is fucking tanking. Yeah, their late game content isn't really doing it for a lot of people. Nope. Uh, it's a, I've I've talked to, I've talked to people who've played it, and 
like the trying to get people to go in to play, you know, in groups. It's like it's a ghost town half the time. Yeah. Yeah, it's a game where you, you probably just play through the campaign and you're uh, good. Most yeah, um, so for, for Avengers, I, I actually really enjoyed for most of what I played for the campaign. I haven't finished it because of uh, uh, other stuff got in the way, but I eventually want to get my way back in there. But from the people that I've talked to that do play the game, um, it's not really that it's a ghost town. It's the fact that everybody wants to use the same character, and uh, it doesn't allow you to do that. You can't go in there yeah. and shit like that. So that's a problem, especially when eventually uh, down the pipeline they want to release new characters. And when when new characters are released, who do you want to use? A new character, right? So you know yeah. they're, they're they're pretty much writing themselves into a corner there. So um, I don't know what to expect. Uh, the NPD numbers say that Avengers has been the highest selling game for the past two months. So good for them. But at, at the end of the day, the evergreen uh, part matters, and we we, we need to see some. Um, diversity with their gameplay. I will say, though, that um, Square Enix has been handling this better than uh, EA did with Anthem, so <laughs> low below bar, but it's something. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah and they've uh, delayed their first character, uh, Kate Bishop, who's going to be added post-launch. Yep. Uh, so it's going to be uh, at least not releasing in October, mm-hmm. uh, so probably sometime in November for that. Uh, but yeah, the... Uh, I also say the until then you can still play your current gen version on mm-hmm. PS5 and Xbox Series X. It'll uh, take advantage of the new hardware. Uh, you get improved frame rates, faster loading times, which I've heard the console versions take forever to load. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, still play co-op with your friends on the uh, the previous generation on the same families. Mm-hmm. As well as save games moving over as well. So, yeah. Uh, as for load times, like Avengers is one of those games where dying is extra annoying because it takes like a, a minute mm-hmm. and a half to get into the game. So yeah, like games like Control, God of War, Horizon—they all have the same problem. So that's one of the reasons why I can't wait till the PS5 the Xbox Series X comes out. Yeah, yeah. I've seen some of the the Xbox Series X stuff. People have been writing up where they're testing out load times and all that. It seems pretty good for the most part. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, they're gonna have uh, the work cut out for them to get this get Marvel's Avengers kind of to where people want it to be. Yeah, uh, especially with the the new characters they're trying to add as well. Mm-hmm. At some point, uh, but yeah. Speaking of games that are gonna be out uh, around launch, Microsoft put out their list. Whatever's in this article says thirty <coughs> games, and on the list I counted, I did multiple times. It says thirty one. Mm-hmm. Uh, so. I don't know if they added one after they came up with the title or yeah. what, but yeah, it has a, a lot of the stuff you expect. There's Assassin's Creed Valhalla, Borderlands 3, Bright Memory 1.0, Cuisine Royale, mm-hmm. Dead by Daylight, Devil May Cry 5 Special Edition, Dirt 5, Enlisted, mm-hmm. Evergate, The Falconeer, mm-hmm. Fortnite, Forza Horizon 4, Gears 5, Gears Tactics, Grounded, King Oddball, which is probably the biggest surprise of all. Yeah. Uh, that is a 10 tons game. That is mm-hmm. basically uh, what if you made weird uh, Angry Birds? Mm-hmm. It's a very small indie game. Yep. Uh, there's Man Eater, Manifold Garden, NBA 2K21, Observer Re- uh, System Redux, Ori and the Will of the Wisp, Plant Coaster, Planet Coaster, Sea of Thieves, Tetris Effect Connected, The Tourist, War Thunder, 
Warhammer Chaos Bane Slayer Edition, Watch Dogs mm-hmm. Legion, WRC 9 FIA, World Rally Championship, Yakuza Like a Dragon, and Yes or Grace. Mm. That's a pretty decent list. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Microsoft stuff is all pretty much stuff that is released already. Mm-hmm. Just things that are getting upgrades to it. Uh, some that are probably pretty good for like Ori and the Will of the Wisps, which at launch did not run super well on Xbox. Mm-hmm. Uh, stuff like Gears and Forza Horizon 4 and all that will just look a bit better. Yeah. Uh, load faster. Forza is one of those games that takes forever to load, especially oh, initially. Oh, God, yes. Uh, and yeah, Grounded I still don't think has really gotten too much extra content put into it, so it's still mm-hmm. early access, so... Yeah, pretty much. But yeah, there's some there's some good stuff there, especially if you own a lot of this stuff or already have it on Game Pass. Mm-hmm. Just keep playing it. Uh, but looking a bit better and running a bit better, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, I mean, we're, we're definitely getting, like, you know, a more convenient look at games. But if you're looking for something totally new, aside from what's being offered by third parties, and then definitely Yakuza, there's definitely nothing here. Um, mm-hmm. I, still, I, I still think the lack of Halo are really... Um, messed up this launch lineup as far as like having something new to play. Yeah, but, uh, ha- having Xbox Game Pass and each um, of these games uh, definitely does give you something. And you know the fact that the Xbox Series X is the most powerful console in the market makes it mean that you do want to play Assassin's Creed here. You, you do want to play um, what else is on here? That's that's uh, Watch Dogs. Like basically all the Ubisoft's games. Like I would prefer to play it on Xbox over PS5. But you know, at the end of the day, PS5 is going to have it's going to be rolling out with Miles. So yeah, yeah, that's kind of the the thing here is like there's not much here that's going to be brand new on day one. Yeah, I'm trying to think what is here that's brand new. Watch Dogs mm. will be out a couple weeks earlier. I think Assassin's Creed will be day one. Dirt Five might be day one. Mm-hmm. The Falconeer maybe. On consoles, Gears Tactics will be, but it's been out on PC since the summer. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's kind of weird like that. Yeah. Planet I mean, Coaster might be new, but... Just personally speaking, like the two games that catch my eye the most are Tetris Effect Connected and Yakuza Like a Dragon, because Yakuza won't be available on PS5 for a few months, but you, mm-hmm. yeah. it is available for the folio for the um, older consoles, though. So. Yeah, you can get that on PS4 and then get the, the free upgrade when it's out. Yeah, in March. So, yeah. yeah, that's kind of uh, it's a good console if you're invested into Game Pass Ultimate mm-hmm. uh, for the considerable future. Uh, for me, that's uh, had my Xbox One X break. Mm-hmm. Uh, never looking to spend another five hundred bucks to get access to the games I already had. Yeah, that's kind of. Were any of you guys again this day one? Or were you just waiting? Uh, I'm waiting. Yeah. I don't need to spend a thousand bucks on new consoles right now. Yeah. I can just go for the one uh, for right now. But yeah, that's uh, kind of it. I did see in another article, it's kind of nested into it. They're talking about their BC stuff, uh, saying that they're going to start offering free cloud saves for the 360 so that people can get their saves off of that system to the new stuff more easily. Uh, Which is... Surprised they took this long to it, but because they're finally doing it. Uh, it makes it a bit harder to get uh, get going on those games if you're not uh, on gold. So you need to gold before. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, if you're still playing on that, which uh, good on you. But yeah, yeah. that's uh, kind of what's going on there. But uh, Phil Spencer did a, a big interview over at I think it's Kotaku. He was talking to mm-hmm. uh, talking about a bunch of stuff. But there was a few uh, tidbits here that are uh, pretty interesting. Uh, one on the Bethesda deal. I guess both are technically on the Bethesda deal, but. Uh, they asked here about uh, if it's possible to recoup a $7.5 billion investment if you don't sell Elder Scrolls 6 on the PlayStation. Mm-hmm. To which Phil said yes. Uh, then he paused and said, I don't want to be flip about that. This deal was not done to take games away from another player base like that. And one of the documentation that we put together was how do we keep other players from playing these games? Mm-hmm. We want more people to be able to play games, not fewer, to be able to play the games. Uh, but I'll always say in the model. I'll also yeah. say in the model, I'm just answering directly the question that you had. When I think about where people are going to be playing and the number of devices that we had, we have xCloud and PC and Game Pass and our console base. I don't have to go ship those games on any other platform other than the platforms that we support in order to kind of make the deal work for us, whatever that means. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which kind of... Uh, just kind of says, yeah, they don't need to. Yeah. If they don't want to, and they can kind of uh, be dicks about it if they want, sort of make demands for getting those games on uh, Sony's platforms and Nintendo's platforms. Yeah. Which seems like to their advantage, I guess. Yeah, and also uh, kind of scummy. But... Yeah, can be. Uh, but they mentioned that later on when they start talking about their uh, relationship with the Switch. Uh, Let's see, he said, uh, we have a very good relationship with Nintendo, and I think we see our work very synergistically in terms of trying to grow the market. It just makes Mm -hmm. it easy. Every conversation we've had with them has been really easy. Uh, But talking about, let's see, where does that leave the support, the prospect of more Xbox games coming to non-Xbox consoles? Spencer told me that it doesn't feel sustainable to consider Xbox games on a case-by-case basis for for Switch and said, in order to really support it, I would want a full Xbox ecosystem somewhere. Mm. And that probably means things like live and Game Pass and stuff. Yeah. And he said, uh, let's see, said something similar in July during an interview with GameStar. The answer has changed slightly. Back then he said, the other competitive platforms aren't really interested in having a full Xbox experience on their hardware. I cited that answer to him and asked if that was still a case with Sony and Nintendo. I don't want to speak for them. I think they should probably answer. Which seems like they kind of want to force their way onto those platforms. Yeah. Like potentially it's like a trade. Like, oh, we'll give you, you know, these Bethesda games. Uh, maybe some other stuff. Uh, mm-hmm. If you uh, let us get Game Pass on there and Xbox Live or whatever. Mm-hmm. Which, uh, from what my experiences with the Bedrock version of Minecraft has been, it's not a great... Uh, experience, yeah. uh, especially seeing people that you know have multiple kids that want to play with their own accounts, yeah, uh, skins and all that. Like it's uh, more challenging than it should be mm-hmm. to get them logged in, especially if you have like uh, uh, security stuff on there, two step on there. Uh, that can take a bit longer than people want. So mm-hmm. it's uh, it's gonna be complicated to see how they. Uh, manage all this stuff. Yeah. 
And I wouldn't be surprised if Nintendo and Sony are basically like, now we're good. Mm-hmm. You guys can do your thing. But yeah, that's kind of the couple of highlights from this uh, interview here. But you know, definitely worth kind of reading reading it. Mm-hmm. Seeing some of the other stuff that's on here. I don't know if it's missing, but it's kind of alarming. That I'm looking at the Xbox uh, launch list again. It's kind of alarming that Madden isn't on this list. Yeah. Uh, or something, but it's weird. Yeah, I wonder if they're... Because these are like the ones that are uh, fully optimized, so I wonder if they don't have that ready for day one. Because FIFA isn't on there either. Yeah, and but, but NBA 2K is. Granted, that's not EA, but still. Yeah. So that game seems like it's going to get some... Uh, some news pretty soon because it seems like they added uh, uh, ads back into the game, forced ads that you can't skip. Uh, people have been seeing like ads for the Oculus uh, in 2K. Yeah, like the pregame ads. They're normally just like, ah, oh, here's you know our community people talking about the game, mm-hmm. stuff like that. You can usually skip, but it's like, oh, this unskippable ad for the next Oculus headset. Yeah. It's like, oh, that doesn't really have anything to do with this. That's unfortunate, but uh, let's talk about some good stuff here. Uh, PS5 accessories seem like they're going to probably ship out early. Mm-hmm. Uh, at least uh, if you've ordered from Sony's direct store. Mm-hmm. Uh, at least right now, I got the emails on this saying that they would be shipping early, uh, hopefully arriving by, or the new launch date is October 30th. Mm-hmm. And if you have PS Plus, you get one day shipping. So it should have them by uh, maybe the 31st there. Yeah. That'll be a Saturday. Depending on which one they ship with, that should be possible. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think I got... What did I get there? I got the uh, the charging stand, the camera, and the remote. Mm-hmm. My controller's still going through Walmart. So hopefully the rest of the retailers are going through with that. It seems like if Sony's doing it, then... The others should be doing it as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I got some time to announce that stuff, but that seems like that should happen. Hopefully that's the same yeah. case for Xbox stuff as well. Yeah, I mean, this kind of stuff isn't out of the ordinary. I mean, publishers are mainly the big three, aren't companies that really, that really ship things, especially, especially with the uh, move to digital. So they just want to mm-hmm. get that shit out, out of the factory. Yeah. These aren't things that are the hardware, so you can only do so much with a controller and all that stuff. So it's just a matter of just avoiding a complete clogging of the the delivery system. Exactly. Mm-hmm. You want to leave room for the actual units. I mean, the, I, I'm, I'm assuming you guys all saw the Xbox Series X get leaked last week. So, yeah. 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 But yeah, that's uh, exciting stuff. Uh, the nice thing is they sent this out ahead of time, saying, like, hey, if you need to make any changes, you know, do it now. Which uh, somebody like Amazon didn't do during the PS4 time. And I would say Amazon's a much bigger digital retailer than, uh, say, Sony is right now. Mm-hmm. Seems like a thing that uh, anybody should be doing. Well, that's not me yeah. having a, a seven-year grudge on that stuff or nothing. Mm. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. So, we talked last week about the PS4 backwards compatibility stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, particularly the list of games that uh, were not going to be playable on the PS5. Yeah, well, it seems like that list is going to get a little bit shorter. Yeah, a couple of the games uh, have uh, patches in the work that are going to hopefully 
make them PS5 compatible for uh, the launch. Yeah. Uh, that is a TT Isle of Man right on the edge too. Mm-hmm. Uh, a Nikon rep uh, told Engadget here that uh, the devs are working on uh, an update for that to make it 100% functional. Mm-hmm. So that'll be hopefully out in time for the launch. Uh, same with Dwarver, DWVR. Uh, that is also getting an update. Uh, that should hopefully be out before the PS5 is to make that compatible. Mm-hmm. Uh, one that won't be is Shadwin. Uh, the devs have said that the it has a loading screen issue that causes the game to freeze up on the PS5. Mm-hmm. And it's using an older engine, older version of their engine, and so they uh, kind of can't make that work without just updating the whole game to their new one. So, you know, unfortunate, but uh, that kind of stuff happens. I wonder if that's kind of what some of the other games have issues with. But uh, hopefully that list continues to shrink. That'll push it to about eight mm-hmm. here, which is still pretty good compared to, you know, the few thousand that'll be playable on day one. Yeah. Um, okay, yeah. The uh, Seems like the PlayStation Store is going to get a big overhaul here in uh, the next week or so, about the 21st. Mm-hmm. Uh, through the 26th, it is going to be going through the overhaul for the online store on October 28th for mobile. Yep. Uh, unfortunately, there's some parts of the offerings that are going to be uh, essentially done. Not being offered anymore. It's uh, PS3 games and add-ons, PSP games and add-ons, uh, PlayStation Vita games and add-ons, apps, themes, and avatars. They're selling on the store. Mm. Uh, which is not great. Yeah. Uh, I was kind of hoping that if they're going to do any sort of overhaul, they would find a way to integrate that stuff into it. Or maybe do like what Microsoft does, where they just have this weird ancient storefront that they have running for mm-hmm. the Xbox 360 stuff and puts all the other stuff on like a newer version. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, the wish list is also going down. Uh, yeah, it seems like it's that's unfortunate. Mm-hmm. So yeah, if you got uh, games that you want to buy for PS3, PSP, and Vita on the PSN, yeah, uh, now's your time to go do that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think there are still going to be themes on the PS5, just not PS4 themes. Yeah, I think oh. they've got like a whole new batch that they're getting ready to roll out. Yeah, I think the Dead by Daylight devs sort of leaked that. Uh, existence and avatar stuff is it just like uh, enables it on your account mm-hmm. system so you don't even really download anything for that it's just like oh unlock this one for this person kind of thing mm-hmm. I think when you go look at those on the on your PSN account system it's just like here's hundreds of these things it's like oh here's the ones that you need to pay for or purchase if they're free whatever so it'd be worth uh, maybe just taking a look through the store and finding all the free stuff and just grabbing it. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that's a bit sad. Maybe there'll be some point to bring them back if, like, BC happens. Yeah. For that stuff. That would certainly be nice. Uh, yeah, we'll end here with a uh, look at the PlayStation 5 UI. Sony's finally talked about this, put out a quick, like, 11-minute video. Yeah. We're showing and... off at least some of the big things for it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it looks really nice. 
Yeah, it's it's better than the PS4 one is. I'll give it that much. Yeah, they're doing some nice things here. I think uh, the activity stuff. Uh, I talked about this before that they kind of hinted at a way for you to kind of launch into certain parts of the game directly from the dashboard mm-hmm. and all that. And that's definitely one of the first things they showed off here mm. with these like little cards in the control center, as they call it. Uh, which seems like just a, a version of that quick menu that you you'd have if you pull, uh, held down the PlayStation button mm-hmm. on the PS4, uh, just laid out a bit differently. Yep. This card shows you uh, while they were starting with uh, uh, the Sackboy game. Mm-hmm. Where it's like, oh, here's you know the level you're currently in, uh, and here's like another uh, few levels that you can that you have opened up that you can kind of jump into. Mm. Uh, even shows you like, hey, you've you know got you know 33 percent of this level done uh, of the objectives in it. Uh, do you want to just get back into that? You can even pull it, uh, go into that further that screen, and it'll show you like the the specific uh, objectives. If you have PlayStation Plus, they can offer you like hints mm-hmm. or guides for how to do that stuff if you want. Uh, as well as if you scroll down, it seems like it, uh, it has like a, I think it's like AI generated uh, system for telling you like, hey, you've only got about, you know, 10 more minutes to go through this level mm-hmm. uh, for that stuff. So you can kind of even work your way through that. Uh, that is pretty cool to see, like, a way for the game to tell you, like, oh, yeah, this this area generally takes people about 10 minutes to get through. Yep. Uh, you know, like, the the How Long to Beat site is kind of uh, popular for that kind of reason, to give people, like, hey, how long, have, how long is it going to take to do this thing? Yep. Uh, and that's kind of a smart thing to add, uh, especially for people that uh, maybe only have, you know, 10 minutes to go. 10 minutes mm-hmm. uh, time to go before they have to, you know, go to work or school or whatever. Oh yeah. Uh definitely adds some extra extra conveniency features mm-hmm. uh to it. Uh as well as uh what else did I see here? They show uh also like uh trophy stuff as well. So I think that's where the trophy tracking is. Mm-hmm. So you kinda get some of that in there. Uh that is pretty nice. Uh as well as showing you yeah. Yeah, all the objectives, all the details for stuff. That is uh, uh, a pretty cool way to kind of uh, show that stuff off. Mm-hmm. Uh, they played a little bit of Destruction All-Stars and show that, yeah, there's like ways to just launch into the the multiplayer for the matchmaking. Like, oh, just go to, you know, deathmatch multi, uh, multiplayer, that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, that is pretty nice. And then it kind of showed the uh, the party stuff. Mm-hmm. That is going on where you have uh, trying to find the part in this video where they're showing that off, but you can uh, just join other people that you have in your group, which the, makes it seem like they are kind of more discord like mm-hmm. nature for the way they're doing it. Cause you can post uh, screenshots you've taken to them. Uh, you can post videos. Uh, you can even also just stream your game to them, mm-hmm. to people in your group. So you can, if you're just playing games, you can uh, have one person who's like, oh, I need you to tell me what I need to do here. That kind of thing. And you can watch their video and you can pin it on like one of the corners of the screen. Uh, kind of doing some of the stuff that uh, Xbox One was doing early on with the uh, the 
pin stuff. Yeah. How you can pin it to the side of the screen, except obviously a bit more elegant and seems like easier to control. Hmm. Because uh, I remember playing the Xbox stuff and trying that a little bit. Like, switching back and forth uh, it was not easy to do. Mm. And I think Xbox One also had, like, multiple OSs running to manage that stuff, and it just it was very kind of clunky mm. in a way that you kind of hoped it wouldn't. But yeah, the they showed a bit of the, the create screen where you're taking your screenshots. Uh, you can do that just as you normally would on a PS4. Uh, or else you can go into the photo modes that a lot of games will have uh, to get more fine-tuned stuff. And it looks like they also have ways for uh, you to edit the pictures. Mm-hmm. So you can probably add text and all that kind of stuff if you want. So like what the the Switch has on their, their screenshot functions. Uh, so yeah, that kind of seems like a, some really cool stuff there. Uh, what else did they talk about? Oh, yeah, they talked about the PlayStation Store. Uh, it's not really going to be an app. It's going to be like built into the OS. Uh, what that means, I'm not sure. I assume if they're doing this overhaul of the PlayStation Store, they'll talk about it here in the upcoming week, uh, next few days. Because uh, Otherwise, I assume they're not going to uh, just launch this thing and not say a word ahead of time. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, that's... Uh, let's see, what else did they show off here? Yeah, they showed some of the party stuff here at the end. Yeah, that's kind of it for the most part. Mm-hmm. So, what did you think, Brandon? Uh, as far as like the actual UI is concerned, um, it's definitely a little better than the UI for the PS4 is. But it's also still just uh, it's it's still just a little too scattered. Yeah. For me, like it's you know, it's like at some point, it's like you know, this this thing only needs to have so many functions without it, yeah. You know, and it's you know, trying. I know it's probably already difficult as hell to get all this into a UI that works to begin with, but yeah, you know, it's just it, they could definitely go a long way to simplify it a bit more. Yeah, I'm curious to see like what what it looks like. You know, day one. Because mm-hmm. I imagine trying to explain all this stuff in like an 11 minute video is probably not going to show you like what it just looks like when you're not, you know, resuming a game and jumping all around and all this, mm-hmm. uh, doing all the party stuff. Because uh, you're probably not going to do that day one too much, mm-hmm. uh, at least, you know, within minutes of turning it on, that kind of stuff. You're probably still yeah. be downloading stuff, fiddling with things. You know, doing all that. I'm curious to see what that looks like. Fresh install, essentially. Yeah, I only watched about two minutes of the preview because, to be honest, I don't really care about uh, the the UI like pre-launch. It's something I'll care about once I definitely get my hands on it. But like, you know, going into it, like, you don't really care. That the the main thing you want your UI to do is to be able to find your store, find your game, load it, and play it. Um, like. A lot of people all typically criticize the uh, Switch UI for not being all that dynamic, but it, it works, and you know where everything is. Um, and I can't say the same thing about, like, Xbox, which changes their UI, like, every oh, month. Oh, God, yes. Then, Xbox then, is awful. And then with, with, with PlayStation, it, it has the same thing. Like, at least you know where everything is, and they're not changing all the time. So that's why, like, with these recent changes they've been making, like, 
um, as long as there's there's like you know they're they're following some sort of pattern with their um, with their what's, what, what's the word their intuitiveness then great. Yeah. But the main thing I'm looking for is speed and it it showed it there. Um I'm not really worried about the multitasking. Like I'm an iPhone user. I like everything simple. You know, you like um I, I, I switched to Apple in twenty ten. Like I I went back to a PC to play like Trails of the Sky the third, but once once I got my hands on a Windows ten, like I didn't like it. Like it, it wasn't simple enough for me. And all I wanted to see is simple. Yeah. Yeah, it looks like the the dashboard kind of is largely the same as the PS4 as far as the the line of icons for what you got going on uh, with mm-hmm. the games that are installed, and you know they have like PlayStation Now icon, a PlayStation Plus icon. I think the Activity Center uh, for stuff that other people have been doing. Oh, this is like remote play, like the screenshot stuff. There's Uncharted, and I think the library. Mm-hmm. It looks like if you uh, if you're on PS4. You highlight an icon, you press down, it brings you to like more detail screen. It yeah. Looks like it's kind of like in that mode, but permanently. Yeah. So it's kind of just I, already showing you extra stuff uh, for the thing you're highlighting versus you having to press down to see that extra stuff. I'll tell you that one thing I don't really like with the PS4 is um, it's it's a little hard to find the media gallery, especially like when I'm taking screenshots for you know maybe maybe our reviews or screenshots that I want to post on social media later but not immediately. Like those are things I think um, that the PS4 can definitely improve upon with the PS5, um, especially as yeah. we become more social. But you know, other than that, I haven't really had any problems aside from speed. Yeah, yeah. Maybe if you could like pin things to it. Yeah. Say so like, hey, keep this on here in this spot. Uh, that would yeah. be pretty good because I think I have pretty much everything in folders, right. and the folders just kind of move back and forth like, depending correct, on what the thing I played I'm in wrong, there. But like, well, would the PS4? Do you have access to the capture gallery just by pressing share? No, right? Uh, I hold it to bring up the the options for that. Mm-hmm. Oh, uh, as far as like screenshot and video. I usually okay. just click on one of those. Uh, no, no, can... no. I mean, I, I mean, like, if you want to see previous screenshots or older video, things like that. Uh, specifically, uh, just to browse them, you yeah. have to go through the dashboard. But Yeah, that's, that, that, that's yeah. what I don't like. Yeah, I have that in a folder, just apps folder. It's like that, the browser, uh, some of that kind of stuff, mm-hmm. the basic apps. So those float around as I... Uh, use them or not use them for a while, whatever it is. Yeah, I use it if I'm trying to post like a video or a screenshot or whatever. Uh, I just go through that uh, share menu, uh, click on it, and it'll just bring up the the options for like Twitter or whatever, mm-hmm. and just select the the ones I want. So it lets you pick them from there, yeah. rather than just the the current one you've done. And then with the switch, you can just like you know press the home button and then scroll down to photos. It's easy. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Maybe they could have brought them up to that top menu that just stays static. Mm-hmm. At some point, that would have probably helped. But yeah, that. Uh, I think if you can pin stuff or pin folders or whatever, that would be uh, get you that get you there a little bit quicker. Yeah, on that stuff. But it seems like the the way they got the create stuff working from what the little they showed, it has all that stuff potentially right there, but I don't know if as far as letting you see the the stuff you've captured. But the game itself might also seem like they might have the activities there 
you can like look at your recent captures hmm. on that. So you may be able to pull that stuff a little bit more easily just for that game. So who knows? I think they'll probably have to do another post here because they mentioned later on, like, oh yeah, we got more stuff to show you. I assume that'd be like the PlayStation Store, other ways of customizing the UI, that kind of stuff. Uh, more about the create button, all the features there. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's still a decent bit more to show. So yeah, it's a pretty good first look at that for something we'll be getting full access to here in a few weeks. Uh, yeah. They did also talk about the new voice chat functionality that's coming to PS5 uh, because when that uh, 8.0 firmware came out for the PS4, there's like a little uh, extra text there that's like saying, talking about your chat being uh, recorded. Yeah. Uh, that kind of thing, which freaked people out thinking that Sony's listening to them. Because <laughs> uh, that's always the concern, which is a reasonable concern. Yeah, uh, I mean, especially with social media. Yeah, that's definitely a concern. Yeah, especially when your controller has a mic in it now. Yep. Uh, but they came out here and said, clarified some things uh, that uh, first... It is being used for moderation of voice chat so that you can submit to them uh, people being shitty in your groups or whatnot. Uh, I think it's uh, where they say how long it is. 20 seconds of the main conversation with the other player plus an additional 10 seconds before or after the conversation selection. Only the most recent five minutes of a voice chat will be available for a player to use for this reporting function. Uh, so you can sort of pick uh, up to a 40-second clip there. Mm-hmm. to report for that stuff and uh it's definitely a, a good idea as far as like trying to reduce the toxicity of the the online community mm-hmm. it's been an issue that uh all three have been trying to deal with in some form or another nintendo has largely just made it impossible to voice chat with people and yeah. message them, which is one way to do it yeah it's like but just it, just completely negate the whole problem in the first place yeah hey, you just can't talk to anybody or coordinate anything so mm-hmm. no way for toxicity to happen uh, except through directly through the game through mm-hmm. other means uh which you know presents its own problems uh xbox and sony are trying to figure out other ways we can have the community but without uh with ways to limits like who can, who can talk to you who can contact you you know pmu all that kind of stuff uh and this is a uh, a good way of at least allowing people to be like, hey, this person is saying some, you know, shitty stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, check this out and see if you think it's worth uh, moderating or not. Uh, which is at least good use of their their systems for that are always capturing stuff. Mm. But yeah, that's uh, largely what they say here for that. Uh, and it's like it's because people on PS4 can get their stuff recorded on uh, PS5 by those users. That's where this feature is mostly being used. Because uh, I don't think you can do the recording on the PS4 itself. Yeah. Uh, at least not through the, the group stuff. So I think this will be something you can do through the groups on PS5. So, yeah. They're just kind of clarifying this stuff because people are already getting angry about that. So might as well yeah. uh, be as uh, open on that stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like I said, it's a reasonable concern to have is just this isn't probably the nefarious thing that people think it was. No, no. But yeah, that's uh, 
that's uh, the show this week. Yeah. Yeah, we're getting yeah. Uh, even closer to the consoles here. Yeah, uh, it's uh, it's really starting to starting to weigh in that yeah, the this uh, current generation is coming to a close, and this new one is starting. Yep. Have you had a chance to try out the the Legends update for Ghost of Tsushima, Brandon? Uh, well, I don't have the game anymore. Okay. But, okay. Um, I've been told that yeah, it's pretty awesome. Yeah, I just yeah, saw but... that that update update was out, so. Mm-hmm. I need to check out at least some of the, the single player stuff that's in there too. Yeah, yeah, that's that, that's that, that's something I definitely want to get to try next week. Like that and Genshin Impact are games that definitely have my attention. But until I get finished with what I'm doing now, uh, it'll be a while. But if mm-hmm. you guys want to want to want to link up for Ghost of Tsushima, I'd, I'd be down because I, I don't know anybody who actually, or I don't have any personal friends that that actually have it. So yeah, yeah, we'll oh, see yeah. how that goes. But yeah, uh, yeah, we got like, jeez. How many more weeks is it? One, two, three, four more weeks yeah, until the PS5 like. and uh, Xbox Series X are out. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is like the first time I've ever put on vacation time. So I have to come in for uh, that Thursday and Friday for the PS5. Yeah. So even if Amazon does their Amazon thing, it doesn't get it to me till like 9 o'clock on that Thursday. 9 p.m., mm-hmm. I mean. Yeah. Uh, I also have uh, one day to check it out. Mm-hmm. So... That'll and, be fun. Uh, tomorrow, tomorrow will be exactly a month away from Cyberpunk. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, it's uh, getting excited. Can't wait. Yeah, they're still doing their shit, too. Mm. Uh, they had the, the cosplayer contest of... Like, the winner was uh, a woman doing the... You know, that transgender poster? Yeah. I got people angry. She was doing that character. Mm-hmm. It's <laughs> like, oh, good job. Uh, <sighs> having a cisgender woman over. doing that. Mm. Yeah, but for the people that are concerned about that stuff, because it's not, they've not done anything to allay people's concerns. Yeah. They've just been like, uh, look at this thing. Shiny game. Shiny game. Mm-hmm. Don't pay attention to these issues. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. Yeah, stuff is happening. We'll be back once more next week mm-hmm. with some new, uh, some new news. Hopefully, more new news about the new consoles mm-hmm. as uh, they're they're getting closer, and I gotta make sure I have the money for them. Mm-hmm. All right, thank you, everybody. Thank you to Brandon Denrev for joining us this week. Uh-huh. Uh, we'll be back next week. Have a good one. See, See you guys.